and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When it is that today we reflect on this virtue of humility that's found in the Gospels, when we reflect on what it is that Jesus is trying to teach us as Christians, teach us as Christians who are trying to follow in His way, and He realizes that it is a daily struggle, He realizes that in our daily lives it's truly a struggle to be able to follow Him, because again, we're going against the world, we're also going against ourselves, our fallen humanity, our you know, stuff that kind of makes us into this weaker and weaker thing because of original sin. Here we are, we're trying to follow Jesus. And yet, Jesus says it's going to be difficult because it goes against your very nature because our very nature is that we want to make ourselves into God. We want to go against God. And when we go against God, what happens is we sin because we think we know better, because we think what's ultimately going to really bring us happiness and joy is these things that are prohibited, these things that God says is a sin, right? And that is, so, that is why that Jesus gives us today this parable, this story about humility, this teaching on humility. When we focus on this teaching on humility, we have to kind of realize a few things. The first of which is this. When it is that we're going towards Jesus, one of the most important things to realize is that humility is the chief step. There is this very famous saint who spoke on spirituality about 700 years ago, and he was asked, what are the three most important virtues that I need to have in my life to grow closer to Jesus? He answers, the first is humility. The second is humility. The third, you guessed it, humility. There is no growing towards Jesus Christ. There is no growing in our love of each other if there is no humility. There's no room for God to grow. There's no room for God to work in your heart. There's no room for him to operate, because if it's full of pride, if it's full of ourselves, there's no room for much of anything else. And that is precisely what Jesus is getting at when he's talking to us today. Humility. When we think of the word humility, we kind of think of, you know, the classic kind of like, uh, someone slaps you one cheek, turn the other cheek, someone makes you carry something for a mile, carry it two miles, right? And that's like about it, right? That's how we think of humility. But it's not the way we should be going about thinking about humility. When we look at the word itself, what humility actually means, it comes from the Latin word meaning humus, right? Stick with me for a minute. It means humus. Humus literally means dirt, upra, right? The stuff that's kind of on the ground, the stuff that's kind of, it's kind of nasty, whatever looking, but it's just, it's dirt. When we realize why it is that humus, humility, comes from the word dirt, we realize that Jesus, that God, right? God has taken dirt created life into it, breathed into it, and that is where we come from. From dust we were created, from dust we will return at the end of our life. These are prayers that we, we say during the funeral mass. From dust, remember that dust you were created, and to dust you will return. We're nothing more than that in the eyes of God. Humility is not looking at ourselves like we're losers. Like we're thinking, you know, we think of ourselves as very less. Not at all. Humility, rather, is us knowing who we are and knowing who God is and recognizing the distinction that I am not God, but that He is. And that everything that is good, everything that God is able to bless me with, all truth, all beauty, all goodness, everything in my life that I think comes from me, doesn't actually come from me, but it's at the hands of God. These blessings that He continues to give us. We have to realize these blessings come from God. We have to be thankful for them. We have to realize that nothing I do is of my own accord, but everything comes from Him. Humility is the simple fact, the simple realization, the simple truth, that all goodness, all truth, comes from Him. Good? 
good. We move on. So it's a simple fact that we are not God, but that he is God. It's not looking at ourselves that we are you know, losers, that we're not worthy of anything. There's a writer who once said, and I think this is a good kind of definition of it, that humility is not thinking of yourself. It's not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less, right? Thinking of others before we put ourselves, right? Thinking first and foremost, emptying our heart to think of others, and others first comes God, then others as well. It's the emptying of the heart. My brothers and sisters, there's a reason why it is that Jesus begins this, talking about a marriage feast, right? We think about this. Think of, think of marriage parties, right? Think of, think of weddings when we go to weddings, and, right? and Jesus is very Chaldean. He's telling us today, don't, be, don't kind of look out for these places of honor. Don't look for this pride. Don't look for, I want to sit at the very best place. You know, and here we are as Chaldeans. How often do we get offended where, oh, look what they said us. Right by the doors, right by the whatever, right by this, right? They put us off to the side. Jesus says, don't think like that. When we think in terms of pride, we're not actually enjoying life. We're not actually enjoying life at all. But Jesus, what he's getting at is don't play the game of pride. When you play the game of pride, when you play the game of constantly trying to seek honor, when you play the game of constantly trying to make yourself better than the other person, you're not enjoying life. I'm sorry. You're not enjoying life. You're not able to love one another. You're not able to truly appreciate what it is that's going around you. You're not, you're not able to appreciate the gifts that God gives you, the blessings that he continues to give you, because you're so focused on puffing yourself up. You're not focused on viewing yourself as you truly are. When he gives us this image of the marriage feast, what he's saying to you is, enjoy life for how it comes to you. Enjoy life realizing that you are not worthy, any more worthy than the other person. No. Everyone is a sinner in the eyes of God, and when we realize who we are in the eyes of God, we don't deserve any more than the rest. When we don't deserve any more than the rest, we go to the marriage feast enjoying the marriage feast, not thinking about other ulterior motives. We're thinking about how it is that we can enjoy the present, the gifts that God gives us, the blessings that he continues to give us, and we're not focused on other things. That is the blessing that God continues to give you. But if we're so focused on ourselves, we'll never see it. If we're so focused on ourselves, we won't be able to see the blessings that God gives us, and we're just more focused on ourselves. And that's not what love is. So when we look at humility, right? Humility, again, is difficult because it goes against everything, right? It goes against everything that we believe in, everything that society tells us. Society tells us you have to be number one, you have to be recognized, everyone gets a participation trophy, we look at the mall, right? All these things, right? So here it is. Now, why is humility so difficult? Because we always want to be first. We want to be first in the minds of others. We want to be able to really kind of, right? We want to be able to be at the forefront of the minds of others. We want to really make ourselves bigger than we ought to be. And that is why it's so difficult. With original sin, we come with all these things that continue, continue to bombard us, and we don't know how it is to get out of it. Here is St. Paul saying, right, that the world tells you to be first, but we are fools for Christ. We are stupid, yes, but we are stupid for Jesus. That's a very important quote to remember. Yes, we are fools, but we are fools for the sake of Christ. That was in the first reading today. But in Christ, we have wisdom. We have wisdom how to fight against the sins of ourself. We have wisdom to fight against the sins of the world. And we are able now to see past it and go into humility. My brothers and sisters, we constantly fall into humility. We constantly fall into pride. Right? You know, there's always the joke of like, uh, you know, uh, somebody, a, a woman, a wife goes up to a priest and says, 
Father, I'm really, really trying to be a humble wife, but the problem is, I'm always right and my husband is always wrong, right? And that's, the, that's a problem. There's no compromise. There's no compromise in any of it. And when there's no compromise in any of it, when I think I'm always right and they're always wrong, right? There's no way to grow in humility. There's constantly these temptations of pride. There's constantly temptations where I'm right. It has to be my way. It's got to be what it is that I want to do. Whenever it is that we're proven wrong, we make excuses instead of just accepting the humiliations. When it is that you know, our, we're hurt or whatever it might be, we just kind of make these excuses and we try to deflect because we don't want our pride to be hurt. We don't want to be humiliated in the face of others. This is precisely how it is that we grow when we don't fall, when we don't fall into this, this trapping, right? Don't fall into this trapping. My brothers and sisters, we grow in humility each and every day. The beautiful part about this is that you don't have to look for ways to grow in humility because I promise you it is offered to you each and every day of your life. Each and every day of your life, you're going to go through these tests, so to speak, right? Jesus is constantly going to send you these opportunities in life where you can grow in humility. It's going to come whether you're at home, whether you're at work, whether you're at school, whether you're just about walking about. There's going to be multiple chances throughout your day to grow in humility. And it's a very simple thing to do. First, one of the ways, right? There's a list of ways, countless number of ways that we can grow in humility. But the first is to say sorry when needed. When it is that we realize that we've offended someone else, your spouse or whoever might be, or someone else in your life, or just anyone that you might have offended, whether at work, whether at school, whatever it might be, say sorry. Say sorry. A simple acknowledgement, a simple humiliation that I am wrong, and I might have been wrong in this, I might have gone too far, I might have done something that I meant to do. Second, say thank you. How often does God give us blessings in our life? How often do others do something for us and we go about it and we don't realize and we're not grateful and we're not able to realize that, hey, if it wasn't for this person, I wouldn't have been able to do X, Y, and Z. If it wasn't for this, if it wasn't for God putting this in my life, I would not have been able to get this far. All these blessings come from God that the people he's put in my life, I need to be able to think a simple thank you. I will, I will serve. The simple acknowledgement that I will serve, whether it's in the church, whether that's, that's in, in giving our time, in giving our money, in giving our resources to donations, to whatever it might be, to charities, to the church, whatever it might be, but to say that I will serve, that all these blessings come from God, and I will use what God has given me to benefit those around me. I will go to confession. I will go to God to tell him I'm sorry for these things that I have done, that I have continued to do, and that I might do in the future, but I am working on it. I am trying to become a better Christian in your name, right? Asking people about themselves in conversations rather than making the conversation self-centered about what I have done. This is a part of the social media generation. A lot of it, and watch for this, especially kids, right? Watch for this as your kids are being raised in the social media generation. Everything becomes now on the phone a selfie. Everything becomes narcissistic. Everything becomes about me and what I have done and what my accomplishments are. Watch for that. It's never about you, but about living in a community. It's about living as a family, not about only the individual, but about the family. Making conversations about each other rather than yourself is a big help in this. Do the small and annoying tasks that no one wants to do, 
but do it with a smile, especially for kids, right? The way in which you are to grow in, in holiness and humility is by doing the chores that, that your parents are asking you to do, by letting your brothers and sisters have their way, whatever it might be, but to be able to do those things and do them with a smile. But very simply, my brothers and sisters, the way in which we grow is through prayer. The simple prayer, go around the rosary once, Go around the rosary once, and just a simple prayer on each bead. You are my God, I am not God, I will follow. You are my God, I am not, my, I am not God, I will follow. You are my God, I am not God, I will follow. Continue to remember. Continue to remember that we need to remember that there is that distinction, right? There is, that we are not our own gods, but that we have God in heaven. The ultimate way, my brothers and sisters, and I'll leave you with this thought. The wedding banquet is today. What Jesus calls you to is today, and whenever it is that you receive the Eucharist, whenever it is that you come to the church, that you knock on the doors of the church, and you receive the Eucharist, you are receiving God who has made himself so humble that now he comes down to you in the form of the Eucharist. He comes down to you in one of the lowest forms. He doesn't even take a seat at this banquet. He doesn't take a seat. He doesn't take the lowest seat, but he takes an even lower position and that he's made himself on the cross. The lowest position he's able to go into, and even lower than that, he descends into the dead. He's made himself so humble for your sake that you can walk by him and not even realize that he's here in the Eucharist. That's how beautiful our God is. That's how he teaches us humility. You don't even realize him when you simply walk by. How often do we walk by and not genuflect towards the Eucharist, not pay him any attention? Often. My brothers and sisters, we realize that. We realize that this ultimate gift of humility comes from Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. And when you receive him in the Eucharist, when we receive him and we've emptied out our whole hearts in humility for him, then, then he is able to pour his divine love into our hearts. He's able to plant something in that dirt of humility in our life. And then, and only then, is he able then to grow in holiness and that eternal life that he wants to give you. He wants to share this humility of life with you. But learn from the Eucharist. Learn from Jesus who is here in the most humblest of places. Jesus Christ who has descended down to the dead. Jesus Christ who took those from the dead and resurrected them to new life. And those who have now are able to see the face of eternal glory. Because they've grown in humility. My brothers and sisters, we, we pray during this Mass that at this wedding feast... At this feast which we receive the Eucharist, we grow in humility and we learn from Jesus Christ who is the master of humility. Amen?